So in this Parsha Vayetze, we learn of the famous story of the ladder of Jacob, which has been rehearsed so many times, I don't need to go through it anymore. But it, there's an enigmatic verse. Vayikatz Yaakov Mishnoso, when he wakes up from his sleep, uh, because he had slept and had the dream, then Vayome, he says, Ochein yesh Hashem b'mokom hazeh. Clearly, the place was in this. The God was in this place. Bonochi lo yodati, and I never knew. And um, and Rashi says, Perish um, Rashi. Sheim yodati lo yoshanti. Is that the one you have? So, um, he's now going to trope on this idea of sleep. Jacob isn't Jacob. Jacob is the ecclesia of Am Yisrael, of Israel. And the sleep isn't just a regular physiological sleep. Uh, but it refers to uh, the sleep, the spiritual diminishment of God awareness that happens with exile. Yeshlom diyadura. So it is known in the Zoyar. Um, the Zoyar says, "Let shina ela galuta." There is no sleep except exile. Golis. So when when the when the biblical text is troping on sleep, it doesn't really mean sleep; it means exile. Shehagalut mechuna b'shem shina, that the kinui, the uh, metaphor of exile, is sleep. So now we reinterpret it, right? Achein yesh Hashem b'makomazeh. I didn't realize that God was in this place. Um, because I was, I'm, I just woke up from my exile. Vahainu. So now we're going to go one step further. The Zohar says that it's exile. Now Chasidut will come in and say, well, what is exile? Exile is about God awareness or the lack of it. Vahainu. Histalkus. The removal, the hastarat panim shel Hashem chas and the removal of the face of God, meaning the hastarat panim, hestaponim, which we have in Deuteronomy, v'anochi hastir astirsponai, I will surely uh, hide my face in those days, looking forward to the exile. The Deuteronomist warns you uh, that at that time, when you leave the Holy Land, then God's face will be hidden from you, meaning his divine protection, his providence. Kemosha Kosova says in Deuteronomy 31, So now we have two moves. The first move is, I was asleep, literally. The second move is, Sleep is Golas. The third move is Golas is Hastaros Pon. Do you see how he's hermeneutically troped on the literal reading to the metaphorical reading to the mystical reading? The Hagu'ula, the opposite of Galut, which is Geula, that is, the opposite of exile is redemption. Who 
What is the definition of that? Well, it's the opposite of hiding the face. Hashem Megale Atzmo, He reveals Himself. How does He reveal Himself? Well, we don't have divine revelation anymore. That stopped with the prophets. We say it is Al Yidei Or HaTorah. Now, Or HaTorah in Hasidut is very different to Or HaTorah uh, elsewhere. It's not just the metaphor, oh, the light of the Torah, meaning the Torah enlightens you, right? In the word enlighten. The, the uh, first day of creation, it says Yehi Or, but it doesn't say Vayehi Chain. Every other aspect of command of creation of the world, it said God said it, Vayehi Chain, and it was. Except the very first day when it said Yehi Or, let there be light, it doesn't say Vayehi Chain. And the rabbis comment, well, because actually he had second thoughts. He saw that the light of his divine infinity could not be tolerated in the world and so he hid it or he buried it in the future for the tzaddikim comes along the Baal Shem Tov and says not only just for the tzaddikim he actually buried it in the Torah itself so that anyone who digs deep enough into Torah not just the surface can discover this original light so when he says or Torah it means that original mystical light that somehow codified in the Torah which redefines what Torah is Torah isn't just merely a text it's not merely just a rational understanding of the divine law but it is actually a mystical place uh, a kind of ether that you can access um, that uh, you can derive sustenance from and that's called Or HaTorah the light of Torah Alderech as it says in Lechadodi that we welcome the king um, that was um, a poem and a, uh, that was for welcoming the Sabbath queen his orary his orary meaning we're looking to awaken and arouse Kivo Orech because your light has arrived the Orech so that's not really relating to just uh, the light of the Sabbath but the Orech of Torah Hainu Sheyit Orech as we come into Shabbat the weekday we are asleep spiritually because we don't have access to that light and comes along the Shabbos Queen, the Shekhinah we are saying to our souls awaken, awaken because the light has arrived awaken from the spiritual slumber why? Kiva, because Or HaTorah has arrived not just the Sabbath Queen but with her the light of Torah and the revelation that occurs on Shabbat of the Ravon Shlomo. Now he's going to go back to that verse in Deuteronomy, which originally was a curse. And I will surely hide my face. It could have said, Ani. What's the Onochi? Onochi then becomes in Kabbalah and in Hasidut a technical term. The difference between Ani and Onochi, Onochi has the acrostic the Gemara says, I myself am written into it, meaning the Onochi Hashem Elokech from the first word of the Decalogue where God introduces himself is also encoded in the very Torah which becomes an introductory letter 
Onochi. It begins with the word Onochi. So the Onochi Haste Asteponai isn't that just I will hide my face, but I will hide my face in the Onochi, which is the Torah. Hainu she'astir ha-Torah v'ha-Orshela she'hu kalol v'onochi. Because as it says in Exodus 20, verse 2, Onochi Hashem Elokecho, Meaning, the identity of the divine in the Torah is reflected in the word Onochi, and I'm going to hide the Torah and the light of it, which is in the Torah. The Torah itself, I will hide my face in it. So rather than being a curse, what he's saying is that it's not that I'm going to hide myself from you, it's that I'm going to hide the light of myself in the Onochi, which is in the Torah. He's completely flipped the curse into a blessing. Now, if I hide myself in the text, then of course I've, I've hidden myself from you, because now it's buried in the text of the Torah. And now he makes this outrageous claim that, it is, that the Or Haganus, the light that was hidden from the first day of creation, isn't just in the future for the tzaddikim, but kihu hitgalut panav kivyacho, he reveals his face kavyacho al yede or haTorah through the light of his face that is hidden in the Torah la mishtad to those who are mishtadel, and I do not believe that means steig. As they say in a, a shul nearby, you just need to steig. I don't think it means a struggle to get the pshat of a Gemara. I think mishtadlimbo means who those who struggle to discover the light within it. So I'm going to give you an example because when I read it, I, I broke down crying. It's a Shloma Torah that has never been published. It was in Pasha Svayetze, Hanukkah. And he says, when Yaakov sees Rochel coming, he walks up to her. How did he know it was Rochel? He didn't ask anybody. He didn't say he asked her for her name or her credentials. It says, Hine Rochel here is Rachel coming with the sheep. And Rib Shloimer brings a Gavalda Medrash from the Zoya, which I haven't found. Anyone finds it, let me know. And it says, do you know how a shepherd walks? Sheep are running all over the place and he's got a stick and he's got a dog and he gets them all together all the time. He's constantly rounding up sheep that are going astray. Yaakov sees Rachel and it says, Rachel ba im ha The sheep are walking with her. She had no stick in her hand. She wasn't yelling at them. The sheep are walking with her. And the Zoya HaKadosh says that when Yaakov saw this, he knew that Rachel is the one to get the Yidin back to Eretz Israel. When I saw that, I just, I just absolutely, it requires someone who has access to the Or HaTorah to read Rachel Bar Im Hatzon to understand that what he's crying isn't about this you know, Rashi said, bringing the Tanchum, he's crying, why? Because he's not going to be buried with her or this or that. This brings a whole new twist. He says he's crying 
over the Churban because Rachel is not being buried with him because she's on the way and she's going to be the one that brings everyone back. We're going to be so stuck in Golas, so stuck in the American dream that who will want to go make Aliyah? Only Rachel will have that power. Why? He sees that because she's Ba'im Hatzon. She doesn't use a stick. She has that charisma, that Greek word charisma comes from charisma, comes from the word charisma in Greek, which means this charm. When I read that, I go, oh, now I understand the Daigle. Daigle says, me when, when, when Reb Shlomo gave a Torah, you could hear the song in the Torah. And when he gave a song, you could hear the Torah in the song. That was his hishtadlus. He saw the light in it. And now he's coming back to the first of the Ten Commandments. I am the Lord your God. The word onochi, again the acrostic ononafshi kasavi I myself have written in the Torah. So the word onochi, which is an identifier of the author of the Torah, is also klalut kolatora. It represents the klal of the Torah. Well, what is the klalatora? Hu Hashem It's not the text. It's not the written words. It's not the vowels. It's not even the nigun. It's what's behind all that. Shehu his galus Hashem. How? Al yidei his galus or haTorah. The only way to explain it is the way Rabbi Akiva does in Shia Shirim. Meaning, you might have thought that Shia Shirim is the most secular of Egyptian love poems, but I'm telling you that it's Kotche Kotche. Why? Because the only metaphor that can describe the passion between Klal Yisrael and Bon Shlom is a love metaphor. That's what he's saying here. You think it's just the, 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 a, a halachic, obsessive halachic book? You think it's just a bunch of sipure maisius of, 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 of history or an archaeology text? Chas It's his galus hashem. It is the revelation of the name of the divine. Al yidei his galus or haTorah through the revelation of that or haganus. So how would I explain it in a love metaphor? It's a love poem. If I read the Torah as a love poem between the Rabboni Shlolem and Klal Yisrael, ah, I'm going to get to the Or HaTorah. What's the Or HaTorah? The passion of that love. You're writing a woman a love, a love letter. You're not interested in the grammar. You're not interested in the syntax, even the prosody, or you're writing a love song. You're not interested in that. What you're interested in is the passion behind it. In that love letter, I'm reflecting the absolute awe, the light of that love, the passion, the fire, the flame of that love for the beloved. That's what he says is what Anochi, the word Anochi. My name is Julian, and I'm about to tell you how much I love you. That's what he's trying to say here. Think it's about the laws and this and that. Everything, every letter is. Onochi, Onochi, Onochi. So I'm reading you the love poem, but behind every word is Julian, Julian, Julian loves you, Julian loves you, Julian loves you. That's what he's trying to say here. The Hu Shemaravis. Now he's going to go back to that Posuk originally. What's the Posuk? By Yikatz Yaakov Mishnoso. Yaakov woke up from his Shnoso. Meaning, he wakes up from this dream. What does that mean? Hainu minagolus han nimshol Like the galut. 
So this is a forefish then of what Am Yisrael is going to do at the end of Galut. We're going to wake up from Galut as if we were in a dream, right? As it says in Tehillim 1.26, which we say before every benching, we're going to wake up and we're going to look back at Golos and say, oh my giddy aunt, I've been in a just, I've just been in a dream. I've just woken up from a dream. Why? Because I've been looking at Torah as if it's some kind of rule book. It's some kind of halachic exercise, as it's some sort of steiging. And I didn't realize all the time that there was an Or HaTorah of Onochi, that love poem, that passion of the divine. I'm waking up from that, the Nizgala Hashem Havaya Baruchu, and I'm realizing that the Yudke Vodke was in it all along in that poem. And what happens? He looks back and he says, I'm just waking up from that Golos and realizing that my whole Judaism in Golos was bereft of the divine. It was lacking the Or Torah. I didn't know, meaning... I didn't realize that in the Anochi, in the Torah itself, was the Orha Torah, which was included in that very thing. I didn't realize that was an author behind that love poem who kept saying to me, I love you, I love you, I love you. Lo yodati. Now the word das in Kabbalah is never just about knowledge. It's about the most intimate knowledge possible between a man and a woman, right? For Adam, is So in Kabbalah, it is the most intimate knowledge of the inside of somebody else, which is das, which is what this yichud of kuchibricha and shvina sheucha leyachez that I never knew until now. I've been steiging in Dafyoimi for hundreds of thousands of years. And until this moment, when I woke up from the sleep of exile, I didn't realize that you could be able to be meyached, meaning make love through Das, al Torah. That the Torah wasn't just a legal book, a history book, a geography book, but in fact, it turned out to be a love poem. I didn't know about it. Using that word Das, I didn't know, meaning I never experienced love. I read all about the love poem. I know the syntax. I know the prosody. I know the musicality. I know all the history of theology, but I never actually experienced the divine. In Golos, I he had hidden himself in the or of Torah, in the Onochi. But now, nitgalo or panav or toroso. Suddenly, I woke up, and my whole learning is different. I woke up as Jacob, who understands. I didn't realize that Torah until now wasn't just an intellectual exercise, a literature exercise. And suddenly I now have woken up from the exile, meaning it's not a historical exile. This is an existential exile of access to the divine passion that the Torah is in fact a love poem.